Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to Faith School. Faith School is the place where my spirit is fed, where my faith grows stronger, and I learn how to be an overcomer. That sure beats being overcome. <laughs> I'm not a victim. I'm a victor, victorious one. And the enemy that's arrayed against us is not greater than the one who is in us. Greater is he who's in us than he that's in the world. Say it out loud, I'm a victorious one. I'm, a victorious I'm, one. More, than a I'm more than a conqueror. I'm an overcomer. I'm Through Christ. Through Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Get your Bible, something to make a note with. Come on into the classroom and let's pray and believe the Lord for uh, answers for today. It's amazing how the Holy Spirit can minister simultaneously to a million people in, you know, a hundred thousand different locations at the same time, powerfully, effectively. Only He can do that. But He does it on a regular basis with those that believe Him. Father, we do believe You and we look to You and we agree with all of our, our brothers and sisters that are joining us, asking you for utterance that is pertinent and effective for right now, asking you for the answers to be made known to us and clear to us and what to do and how to act and react. We ask for your wisdom. We ask for your grace and help. And we know you, you want us to have it. So we thank you for granting it to us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Would you look please in the Bible, our great textbook, at uh, Matthew, the 17th chapter again. We have been continuing on these weeks um, on the study we're calling Faith for Healing. And uh, how do you get faith? Does anybody remember? Faith comes... By hearing, Romans 10, 17, faith in God comes by hearing what He said. And faith must be developed in every area of life. And so if you need faith for healing, uh, you need to hear what the Lord said about healing specifically. And so uh, a big part of Jesus' ministry was ministering uh, deliverance and healing to people. Thousands and scores of thousands were delivered and healed in those three plus years. And um, among those, there are handpicked by the Holy Spirit about 20 individuals and where we're given some detail about who they were, what was wrong with them, how they received, uh, what happened to change their life and give them what they needed. And so we've been taking these one by one. How many believe if the Spirit of God picked out these 20 from among those scores of thousands, they must be vitally important and they must be that which 
applies to everyone in every generation. That's that he picked these out because they answer the questions and they deal with all the issues. And so um, if you hadn't been with us, they're available, the ones we've already covered. We're, we're up to number 13 in our study of these 20. And uh, we believe it benefits you to go online to faithschool.org and just take them one at a time. And it won't cost you anything. There's no charge. And uh, getting that foundation in you will help you get more out of what's going on right now, this week, and in weeks to come. In Matthew 17... And beginning in verse 14, we see the healing of what the scripture calls the lunatic son or boy. Matthew 17, 14 says, When they were come to the multitude, there came to Jesus a certain man kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is lunatic and sore vexed. For oft times he falls into the fire and off into the water. And I brought him to your disciples, and they could not cure him. Now, we noticed in last week's studies about this that actually these disciples, and when it says the disciples, it's the nine that stayed, um, you know, at the base of the, the mount when Jesus and Peter, James, and John went up on the mount. Well, those, uh, the remaining nine uh, of them tried to minister to this boy, and did not get him set free or healed. And we saw in last week's study, Luke 9, other places, that um, they did have the authority to deal with this. And they did have the power and the anointing to deal with this. Jesus had authorized them. He had empowered them and sent them, and they had been seeing phenomenal results. And yet, they did not with this one. And we've mentioned this before, but it'll bear repetition. Just because uh, somebody, and maybe somebody famous, <laughs> prayed for you, uh, endeavored to minister to you, and you didn't receive, or if 20 people endeavored to pray for you and minister to you and you didn't receive, that does not prove that it's not God's will for you to be healed. It doesn't prove that. It didn't prove this. And, and these, I mean, these disciples are Jesus' closest helpers. They are trained personally by him, personally authorized and empowered by him. And yet on this day, they came short. They didn't get it done. But that didn't mean that the Lord wanted the boy to stay oppressed. Because keep reading, it says, uh, he said, I brought him to your disciples and they could not cure him. And Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him here to me. So immediately, Jesus' response, what's the first word he says, pointing out the problem? Faithless. Faithless and twisted or distorted. This was the problem, we, we just keep reading, uh, verse 18, Jesus rebuked the demon. He departed out of him. The child was cured from that very hour. Then came the disciples to Jesus apart and said, why could not we cast him out? And Jesus said to them, what? Because of your unbelief. Well, that's very similar to faithless, right? 
I mean, he's reiterating whether it was the father of the son or the crowd that's in chaos or his own disciples, it was the same problem, right? Faithlessness. Now, the enemy does not want people to see this. And because of people's lack of knowledge, lack of understanding, and also spiritual pride, uh, folks don't hear this and they don't want to hear it. Well, why aren't we getting more results? Your unbelief. Well, a lot of people don't like that, <laughs> right? They don't like that. They're like, eh, I have faith. I have faith. And they take it as a personal put down and a front. Uh, and, and the problem with that is you can believe something else if you want to, but you won't get your needs met. You won't get your miracles. You can say, well, you know, it just must be, must not be God's will right now. Or it could be unbelief. Your unbelief. Right? <laughs> Come on class, are y'all with me? This is a major issue. Major problem. All throughout the body of Christ. Uh, people either don't talk about faith at all. Or they leave the impression, we all have faith. That's not the problem. I have a lot of faith. You're trying to insult me? And why, why would you have a lot of faith? How'd you get it? How'd you develop it? You just were born that way? No. I said no. If Jesus is saying over and over again, why'd you doubt? Where's your faith? It's because of unbelief. Should we realize this is an issue? Right? This is a problem. And this is one of the first places we should look, whether it's ourself or somebody else, if something's not happening. I mean, these disciples went through the motions that they had been going through. They prayed, they rebuked, they bound, they tried to cast out, and it didn't work. Can you see that? And the man even brings it up. And uh, it, was, it was the source of contention in the crowd. Go on over, if you would, to uh, Luke's account in Luke 9, and let's see about verse, uh, well, I'll tell you what, uh, for, go, to, go to Mark's account on this one, Mark 9 and verse 14. He came to his disciples, G Jesus did, and he saw a great multitude about them. This is when he came down from the mount, from being transfigured, and the scribes questioning with them. With who? With uh, his nine disciples that had stayed. And straightway all the people, when they beheld him, were greatly amazed and running to him, saluted him. Now this seems uh, a little bit odd. Uh, it's not odd at this point that there are big crowds coming to Jesus and to hear him and to be ministered to by him. But why did they see him and they were amazed? He's just coming out of this glorious, spectacular experience. And, and perhaps there was some remnant or residue of that about him or in the atmosphere. But he's coming down into a chaotic 
situation. And notice what he says in verse 16. He asked the scribes, what question ye with them? Now this wasn't just about the father of the boy and the disciples. The scribes who were the, the doctors of the law, the experts in the scriptures, were disputing with Jesus' disciples. About what? Apparently about this Failure. <laughs> uh, isn't it something how religious folks want to jump on the seeming faith failures, they call it. Uh, real faith doesn't fail. I don't care for that term like that. But um, they are relishing the disciples' failure. And they're making a deal out of this, you know. And uh, so Jesus comes down. And the people see him and they're like, yay, maybe he can straighten this out, you know. <laughs> and uh, so Jesus, he just comes right to it and looks at these scribes and goes, what are you grilling them about? What are you, what are you questioning and disputing, arguing with them about? And uh, one of the multitude answered and said, Master, I brought unto you my son, which has a dumb spirit. So this was what it was about. And the scribes didn't want to answer. But the man spoke up and says, this is what's going on. I brought my boy to your disciples. And uh, they couldn't uh, cast it out. They couldn't get him free. They couldn't get him healed. And so while Jesus and Peter, James, and John were gone upon the mount, the scribes seized upon this. And they are you know, I don't know, mocking them. They're uh, trying to prove how wrong they are. And, uh, you know, they, uh, they're endeavoring to convince the public that Jesus was a cult. <laughs> right? Jesus and his group are, and in fact, it got a lot worse than that. And we'll, we'll look at that in just a moment, I think. But um, they are jealous and envious of the crowds and of the results. And uh, so when Jesus' own personally trained ministers fail, they jump on it. And they're making a deal out of it. And so uh, these kind of things don't change. And the servant's not above his master. If, if they mocked him, they'll mock you. And... Um, you must not be afraid to step out lest somebody talk about you or make fun of you. Um, I know some years ago the Lord was dealing with us to go in a different direction in ministry than we had gone before. And um, big step. And there were a lot of financial obligation to it and a lot of spiritual obligation to it. And I, I was, you know, for a couple of weeks... I. Uh, longer than that, I, I prayed and I sought the Lord and I thought, am I, am I really, we really going to do this? And, and um, some of my friends, you know, uh, and I shouldn't say friends, some acquaintances <laughs> <laughs> decided they'd try to help me out. That, you know, why do you want to do that? You know, that's, that's too risky and, and you're not this and you don't know anything about that. And, and I finally got to, and, and, and the financial part of it, I, I tried to figure out how that could work. And, 
And, and a night or two, I had the calculator, and I was trying to think. And, and finally, I just put it in the drawer and shut it because it didn't work. It, I couldn't figure it out. And, and uh, finally, uh, somebody said it for the other time. Well, you know, it's, uh, you don't know how, and, and how could it? You, you could get in so much trouble financially and all this kind of thing, stepping out like that. And, and I finally, I thought, now, I'm a, I'm a man. I can miss it. But I would rather fall flat on my face and everybody laugh at me and make fun of me, endeavoring to obey God. Amen. Come on, are you with me? Yes. Doing, you know, rather than being so scared, so chicken, come on, you understand what I'm saying? Yes. And not care enough and love God enough that you hide and won't even try and play it safe. Can you see that? Yes. I, I would rather be laughed at. Right? So, I, you know, and besides that, what does it mean? They'll, they'll forget you tomorrow afternoon. Right? I mean, what does it mean they're laughing at you? It, it doesn't mean a thing. Who will know or care 100 years from now? But what you should care about is the Lord. And is he dealing with me to do this? And even if I make some mistakes and don't get it right, he knows my heart. He knows I was endeavoring to obey him. Right? And he, he'll help me get it sorted out. And if I fall, he'll pick me up. How many realize it's very hard to steer a parked car? Huh? Right? I mean, you can crank the wheel all you want. Nothing happens. Is that right? What? No forward motion. And so, you, oh, Lord, lead me, guide me. And he's, he's saying, like, put it in gear. <laughs> Keep moving and I'll help you steer, right? <laughs> but you can't just sit there scared and afraid I might do something wrong. Let me help you out. You probably will do something wrong. <laughs> look, look, looking back, have you done some wrong thing? Man, that's not the big thing. And it's not just what you do, it's what you do after. It's what you do ultimately. That's what matters in life and in eternity. All of us have made some mismoves and some mistakes. That's not the big thing. The Lord's looking at our heart. And are you willing to be corrected? Are you willing to be taught? Are you willing to say, I messed up, but I'm not going to quit. Right? <laughs> but I'm not going to quit. I'm, I've had to do it publicly. I've had to stand on the platform in front of thousands of people and say, <laughs> I was wrong. I made a mistake. I went that way and I should have gone this way. I, I've had to call my elders before and say, I, sorry, I did, I did the wrong thing. I, I made a mistake. I'm, I'm sorry. And there is nobody who lives decades and makes no mistakes. Right? Hmm? If you made no mistake, then it's because you didn't even try to do anything. You didn't do anything right either. Right? But in your effort to do something uh, with imperfect knowledge and gaping holes in our understanding, then the Bible say, Paul said, we know in part. Then the problem is that all those parts you don't know. But just trusting him if you start getting a little bit, he'll help you. He'll get you back on. 
right? And if you start getting a little bit, he'll help you get back on. But you got to be willing to step out. And you're going to get some, um, some mocking, some persecution. The Bible said, they that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall, everybody say shall, shall, shall suffer persecution. Not might, not some, you shall. You shall, because the devil hates this. He hates people obeying God. He hates people stepping out to do the will of God. And so these nine of Jesus' closest disciples, they had been having some wonderful results in ministry. And now on this day, they didn't get any results at all. And the religious experts seized on it. And they are just ridiculing them publicly. And there's this uproar. And uh, there's, there's obviously a disputing and argument about this. They're saying, well, this is wrong and you're wrong. And, and they're going, well, no, uh-uh, Jesus told us. <laughs> and we've done this. But uh, Jesus comes down and he said, what is going on? What are you bothering them about? And they got quiet. Because if you look at other accounts, they didn't come out good arguing with him. <laughs> he just showed them up every time and shut them down. He spoke with a wisdom they could not gainsay or overcome. And the Bible tells us he will help us that way too. But you've, you've got to be willing uh, to bear reproach for his name and his sake. You got to be willing to identify with the master to the point where if they don't like him, they don't like you either. Class, are y'all with me? You got to be willing to identify. And, and people sometimes at the job place and the marketplace and everything else, they back off because, you know, they know how ungodly and unbelieving these people around them are. And they don't want to be labeled as, a, uh, you know, somebody wild and crazy or a cult or this or that. Uh, well, you cannot avoid that completely because they're going to call the real thing foolishness, right? They're going to call the real thing a lie and fantasy and, and fabrication. And so you've got to be willing to, to develop some thick skin. Right? And in fact, go ahead and put your armor on. Right? <laughs> put your armor on and that stuff will bounce off this armor. And it won't penetrate it and it won't hurt you. Nobody enjoys being talked about. Uh, especially people that you know and you thought cared about, you thought you cared about. Nobody enjoys being ridiculed, made fun of. But if you're willing to bear uh, persecution for the name of the master, there is reward coming for that. Now, you know, if you get uh, mistreated for your own mistakes, there's no reward in that. <laughs> but, but if it's legitimately for a stand for him, for his word, and to step out doing what he told you to do, there is eternal reward. Because this, Jesus even brought it up. He said, you know, they persecuted the prophets. And basically, you're in the, you'll be in the same company with them. And he said, shout for joy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And jump for joy. Because great is your reward.
So we see that kind of thing was going on with them. And so he asked the scribes, what are you questioning with them? And so then the father of the boy spoke up and said, Master, I brought to you my son. And so, see, he wanted to get to Jesus to start with, but Jesus wasn't there. And so he brought him to, his, to the disciples. He said, uh, he has a dumb spirit. Now, one of the benefits of putting all three of these together is one adds words that the other one didn't. And here we see that the spirit uh, affecting this boy not only caused him to have seizures and not only tried to kill him by, uh, you know, motivating him to jump in fire and water, but also he couldn't speak. He was unable to speak. He said wherever he takes him, verse 18, he, he tears him, or the margin says dashes him, throws him down, and he foams uh, at the mouth, and, and he gnashes with his teeth, grates his teeth, and pines away. And I spoke to your disciples that they should cast him out, and they could not. Well, actually, they could. They had been doing it, but they just failed to on this day. And um, Jesus answered him and said, O oh, faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? And how long shall I suffer you? How long will I put up with this obstinacy? Uh, the Lord has had throughout the history of human beings a giant insubordination problem, a giant rebellion. Most of the mankind on the planet are in full-on rebellion against their creator. I mean, refusing to acknowledge you have a creator? <laughs> That's rebellion. It, it's, it goes crosswise to what every one of them knows deep in their heart. But the problem with acknowledging God is that the next thing is you, it's only reasonable to ask, what do you want me to do? <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> and so that's one of the big reasons why millions don't want to acknowledge God because they don't want to submit themselves to Him. They want to do their own thing in life and God will let them to their own destruction. No, He, uh, he said, uh, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? The scripture said when the Lord returns, Shall he find faith in the earth? And uh, I don't know about exactly when he's coming, but if he comes today, I'm going to say yes. <laughs> Come on, you got to say amen to that, right? Faith school, you got to say amen to that, right? Right? We're going to say yes, and we know it's not just us. God has people all over the planet that do have some faith in him, and that faith is growing stronger. Amen. Said out loud, I live by faith, I walk by faith, I overcome the world by faith, I'm strong in faith, giving glory to God. We're out of time today, but there's a lot more to see in this passage. Come back with us tomorrow. We'll see you again soon here in Faith School. 
Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390.